0: Pita is bread. Pita's not a cracker.
1: It's closer to a cracker than it is to a
0: bagel. What? what? It's... I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 192 of Video Games Hot Dog. Yeah! After After this, we have to do episode 168, and then we have to do episode 0, and then we have to do episode 0. Oh no. <laughs> no! Two, two, Wait, one. How does that work? Fuck. I don't remember that either. Now uh, uh, Yeah, it's, it up, it's, Crap! I fucked everything up. Uh, <laughs> just, one, one and then one. So it looks Is in my host. is
1: my router? But yeah, they're they're uh, different things. Sometimes it's it's uh one hundred or one hundred and one.
0: We already it's did episode zero twice after episode one twenty seven. Right, and then we had to go back to episode one. Right, uh, guys, we're in so many different states. Right. Yeah, that's weird. A state of inebriety, yeah. a state of a state of uh, virginal purity. I'm probably in
2: a state of echoeyness because I'm I'm sitting in one large room that I have not partitioned or anything.
0: Echoeyness. Yes. You said echo. Um, and no, I, th- I assumed it was like an ecoeyness. weeness like, oh, okay. that's, that's the sort of like the Derrygor Portland resident is the ecoeyness. <laughs> like, ah, that guy cares about the environment, but he's a real
3: weenus. That makes sense.
0: How's Portland, I Riff? think. It's cool. Uh
2: I discovered just down the street um who, there's a house where whoever lives there they uh they own two pigs. There's these two big piggies hanging out in the yard. What makes you think <laughs> the
0: I pigs said, don't own the place, Rick? It's Jesus. possible. <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> possible. Such a there's nothing in the speciesist. rules that says a pig
0: can own a house. That's true. Uh, what are they? I mean, they're like regular ass pigs. Like, could you? I, are they gonna well, eat them?
2: I, I think they might be like, I don't know, like pot I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know anything about well, Those are about small pigs. though, right? They're, like, okay, would you have well, to they dig a like big hole for a little or could
0: you go in a little hole? They
2: were like, I don't know, uh, they were probably too heavy to pick up, but they're not large enough to ride.
0: Well, it depends on how big you are. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is it possible to uh, just to just shave bacon off a pig as it grows?
3: Oh. Yeah, you don't need a pig like that all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, the, what cut of meat is the is bacon.
0: The, it's their back, the, right?
1: Well, there's back bacon, but then there's pork bellies, which is what bacon is from.
0: Uh, oh, really? Yep. Hmm. It's it it the seems like they could do without basically. that
3: stuff. You could just amputate the belly. Yeah, you could sort of liposuction, except it's like uh, delicious. Oh, lard. Yeah, mm. that's how they get lard, right?
0: I thought lard was from cows. a
3: pig. I think lard is any animal fat. Mm.
0: So it seems like you could get it from I mean you could get it from bugs or something like just oh uh, made with
3: 100% do pure cockroach lard. Ah, uh, sure they do if they eat too much. Yeah. Uh, have you ever squished a cockroach? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, and and then I spread that on my toast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: delicious all, lard. Uh, all I'm saying is that white stuff is fat.
2: I would rather you I, talk I about thought, clowns. Okay. I always
0: imagined
3: Have you ever
2: that squished the,
0: a clown? The, the, the goo inside of a clown is rainbow-colored, and that's how you get sprinkles and frosting and stuff. Yeah. You <laughs> make that out of clown yeah. lard. Surprisingly delicious. Mm. Um, I do... I I remember like taking a biology class and learning that insects have organs and stuff, but like not normal them? organisms. Well, but then every time you look inside an insect, it's just a sort of <laughs> a homogenous goo. Yeah, yeah. Like there's not. There's How like, carefully are
1: you looking inside? <laughs> maybe their organs are
3: made of goo.
0: Well, okay, but their organs are the same color and texture and have no sort of liminal borders. Like there, there's. <laughs> There's no surfaces. There's no. There's no like. Like, I don't know. The outside of your organ is the same as the inside of itself, and the outside of the next organ over.
3: That's how organs work, Zach. If you can't tell the difference by looking at them, they just don't function. (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm saying, when you see a person that's been squished,
3: yeah, it's that's like, true.
0: oh, maybe there's some guts over here and some blood over here, and then inside there, there's still a kidney. Well, I think How... that's
3: just, you can tell the difference because you are a person.
0: How often oh. do so your, you your see a person
1: are... that's been squished by something that weighs a 100,000 times as much as the person?
0: Okay, all right. I guess, I guess that's fair enough. Like, if we got stepped on by a giant Goliath-sized cockroach... Maybe we would just look like a red paste, and then that cockroach would yeah. be like, "Oh man, in my biology textbook at bug school, <laughs> it said these people had organs and shit, but all I see is a red paste." Oh, well, time to go back to my podcast. Your bug podcast. Hmm. Um. God, there's got to be a joke there. Bug, bug podcast. Cast,
3: you could just do more portmanteaus. Pod.
0: Mm, no. Bug Pod Cocoon Cast. Yes, and okay, good. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> how's 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 San Francisco? Are you guys are you guys desiccated husks in the uh, it's, drought?
3: It's not bad. I mean, that that happens in like a year. Yeah, mm. I was actually just watching a documentary about the Dust Bowl, and shit's gonna get bad. It's, we're uh,
1: just gonna have to to move west.
3: Yeah. Well. There's, that's where the, all the water is. So, right. You yeah. just, find, yeah,
2: just, just start hoarding water, or as they will be calling it, liquid gold.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> you get one of those Kevin Costner machines that lets you drink your own piss or drink other people's piss. Yeah. That seems like more of a Silicon Valley approach. Like, <laughs> hey, we'll pay you to come over here and piss in this thing, and then
3: we'll drink it. They'll just make the design the new version of Soylent around being reconstituted with piss instead of water. Ah, the piss of the underclasses. Yes. <laughs> Have
1: you guys seen That's the uh, the trailer for the new Mad Max? Yeah, years? I was actually
0: I was actually going to talk about this on on this very podcast. What do you What do you uh, What do you think?
1: I I think it is over the top in every possible way, and I, I kind of want to see it.
0: Yeah. I when it got to the point where, as it does, there's a guy playing an electric guitar yeah. on top of him like a moving giant truck covered with like spiky marshall stacks of amplifiers yep. and flames. Fire shoots out of, out of the various neck. Yep. things. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, that is actually cool. And I wanna see this movie. That <laughs> like, sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah. There were, like, 40 cars flipping over and exploding in the trailer, and it was a minute long.
0: I think that it's got to be the case, right? Like, The Road Warrior was an hour and a half of good movie, and then, like, 15 minutes of that crazy car chase, right? It seems like the whole movie is the car chase. Well, the whole trailer certainly is, but, like, there's also a point where he's escaping from a thing—
1: well, oh, but it's, it's it like it's unclear whether he's escaping from something real or for something in his own mind. Oh, I guess it could be. And is
0: that uh, he is mad? After all, we're all <laughs> mad here. Where I, where does this take place
2: in time compared to the other ones? Do you know
0: reboot? Is it a yeah. reboot? Okay. I like Matt. I wonder. I wonder if people who are already old. When Beyond Thunderdome came out, believe that Mad Max has already been like Terminator salvationed. <laughs> you know, like, is it already ruined because Beyond Thunderdome was goofy and it had all those little kids in it and it had all the pigs and <laughs> Tina Turner? I mean, if, like,
3: if so, then it's, I think it's been like, what, 20 years since then? Yeah. Or more. If so, like, if I were 60. I'd be dead now. Yeah. Well, there's that, but also, like, I would probably, like, maybe I'm ready for a new Mad Max. Maybe it's been long enough. It did. It was. It was super Michael Bay, but not
0: <laughs> incomprehensibly so. It seems like someone actually like had an eye towards how many moving objects a human is able to track. <laughs> well, that's on a actually. Screen.
3: That's actually some shit Michael Bay really is good at. Like, he's he's really good at filming action scenes. Like, the problem with his movies is the writing.
2: Well, I don't, don't know. Terrible, okay. terrible the, writing. the Transformers yeah. were just... It, it was, was impossible, impossible It was impossible for me to tell, what was, me was to tell, what, to tell what was going on. Yeah, no, right, like, in, I specifically those.
0: in the action no, sequences, it was... Yeah, yeah. No, it's bad. It... Honestly, the first, like, 20 minutes of his first Transformers movie, I was kind of thinking, like, wow, this isn't real stupid yet like that like no character has yet to utter a line that made me embarrassed on their behalf
3: was that the one where they introduced transformium
0: uh no <laughs> i don't think so that doesn't sound right there's
1: the, there's the spark or the all spark or whatever
0: i only watched the first one I don't know what that but is. it definitely basically got transforming okay at the like, end okay but the action scenes in modern Action movies, and I'm, like, even including, like, the Star Wars prequels, right? People, I think, needed some time to learn to resist the temptation to do everything that CGI lets you do, which is just put a billion things on the screen. And fill every spot with something interesting. Because, like... You just lose... You run out of attention. At least I do. I, as an old man trying to watch modern action movies, run out of attention. But you also...
1: Don't you often, like, run out of attention before the movie is over just in general?
0: Like... No. I wouldn't say that.
3: It depends. I think it depends on how much of the attention is consumed by the movie, you know? Mm, Okay. I will definitely, like, if an action sequence starts in a movie, I'll, like, alt-tab away from Netflix until it's done. Like, I just... You don't care. For, mo- See, for the I most watch, part, I really don't.
0: I don't watch video really when I'm at my desktop machine because I don't want to alt-tab.
3: Sure, yeah, that's that's probably smart. I don't really have any other screens in my house. Mm, you need to get a TV and a Roku. Uh, that would probably do the trick. Does This Roku episode of Video have- Games Hot Dog is brought to you by Roku. <laughs>
2: oh, Also by TVs. <laughs>
3: Does Buy Roku one of have local Steam TV on it? Dealership. Can I like...
1: Could you play all of, all of your Steam games
0: on Roku?
3: Yeah, if if that's if that's the case, then it won't work.
0: You know, something I did watch on my screen today and had to constantly resist the temptation to tab out of it was uh the uh, GDC released a bunch of oh, yeah. videos in the vault for free, and I watched Brian Moriarty's Loom postmortem. Hmm. And you were you were not excited by it? Oh, I was. Um, I mean, I was excited about it. It. The only thing that I will say is that it was kind of overproduced, maybe. Really? The talk? Postmortem was? Yeah. Huh. Like, he clearly wrote it and had practiced it in in front of a mirror in a way that I, I I could have used a little more extemporaneity. I don't know. Maybe that's just what Brian Moriarty is like. This is very well written.
1: Do you think when somebody practices a speech in front of a mirror that they imagine themselves naked?
0: Yeah, probably. I yeah. mean, usually when I practice a speech in front of a mirror, I just am naked.
1: Do you imagine do you imagine that you have a bunch of extra dongs? <laughs> just to, to make it more awkward. For the
0: uh, audience the audience part of you. Yeah, what, what What? do you do if you have to give a speech in front of a bunch of naked people? Like, the normal tricks don't work. <laughs> you just have to imagine them wearing clothes, what? I guess. Oh, you have to imagine that they're children, and then you just oh, go to jail. don't.
3: What's the analog to, like, in a society where nudism is, is normal what what's supposed to be shameful and embarrassing like if you take away our own bodies as the worst possible thing that you can see
1: i mean are they pooping maybe
0: sure that's
3: okay yeah, imagine, yeah I imagine
1: that they're all the, the audience pooping. all has diarrhea this is a whole
0: room full of people pooping at the same time yeah and,
3: and the, luck, that'll relax filling you. up yeah, that'll with, definitely do the trick they're being covered in their own waste products so like oh that's it's up to that one's nose you better stand up. <laughs> sir, you should stand up soon. Sir,
0: sir. Oh God. Uh can someone really open a door. Call the call the city. <laughs> there's a there's been a catastrophic
3: failure of public sanitation services here. Hey, call the C D C too. This probably is a contagious
2: <laughs> The Centaur for Disease the Control. Centaur
0: for Disease Control. It's a pretty good tweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing around
3: the internet today.
0: What was that oh, <laughs> oh. that's today. That was that was the thing where just me retweeting one of your retweets caused me to get like 40 emails. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really understand. Like Twitter somehow knows when a thing is a big deal and sends you a lot of emails Hmm. about it. I
2: I shut off all the all of Twitter's sending me email. That's
0: that's
3: the smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, I like a lot of the time if I tweet something and then suddenly I get 40 emails, I think up. Oh, the first one of these is Jake Rodkin retweeted this tweet. <laughs> and then all the others after that are just people responding to that. I don't like there must just be some sort of threshold at which Twitter decides that something has gone viral.
3: But do you only get e- a lot of emails or do you only get any emails if if, if it's gone viral? Because it tends to be when a tweet is has
0: like made it in some way,
3: right? Well, right. I mean, I back before w- before I turned off those notifications, you would just send me an email for every reply or retweet or what have you, and you would just notice because there was a whole bunch of them at once, and it wasn't just because they were <laughs> sending you them only when there was a whole bunch of them. It's just because you only notice. That but would, I mean,
0: if you have something that's retweeted fifty times, you don't get fifty emails. Like, it starts oh, to so only
3: send you emails from the people with a bunch
0: of followers I or see, something.
3: I see. I see what you're saying. I, I definitely got all of them back when I had those notifications turned on. Hmm. I have whatever the default thing is, which is
0: probably the thing that makes it the easiest for Twitter to monetize me.
3: Or, or just to get you back into onto the site, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. They're monetizing my eyeballs. Yeah, they have to be to be
0: them. I've been reading this book by this guy who was like a professional Internet manipulator for American apparel for a long time. This is just sort of like a tell all about how bullshit the Internet is and how everything is lies and garbage and terrible.
1: What does it mean to be an Internet manipulator?
0: And I had to stop reading it. Ah, just basically like fabricating a bunch of controversies to get a bunch of free publicity for a bunch of stuff. So, like, like,
1: the scandalousness of their...
0: Yeah, like, if you can... He whatever. was talking... Like, he had one specific story about, like, creating some ads that were just basically porn. I mean, because everybody says that about American Apparel, right? But, like, all right, here's just some ads. American Apparel ads that are just straight up, like, naked people, and it's an ad for these socks or whatever. And paying, like, 40 bucks to get those ads on this one rando website, and then pretending to be somebody else and posting outraged comments about it to a bunch of other places so that it got attention in the New York times.
3: Interesting. Like as opposed to actually like paying for
0: advertising in the New York times,
3: but that ad only ever existed on that one site. Yeah. That ad cost them
0: $40 and generated a tremendous amount of negative publicity, which is publicity.
3: That's interesting. It was, it's a depressing book. That's really smart and, yes, depressing. And awful. Yeah. it. So he was
0: basically also talking about – I forget the guy's name. The name of the book is Trust Me, I'm Lying. And I don't remember how I found out about it. Probably some manufactured internet bullshit that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, he would be good at that, wouldn't he? How do you it know almost,
1: he actually did any of this and that maybe this is all just lies from the bottom up?
0: I mean, he sort of talked about Google Reader going away basically because RSS existing is not in the best interests of anyone who makes money on the internet because if you just go to a site and read it, especially if you're just reading like whatever actual metadata is coming out of it that is the title of the article and the article itself, you are sort of not a customer of that thing anymore because you're not generating a bunch of ad impressions and you're not seeing there elsewhere on the web and you're not like participating in the just clickbait bullshit that is necessary for any website to make any money.
3: You can put the now. ads in the RSS content. I think that was something that that's a that's the obvious workaround to that. Um, they don't tend to though, at least right. in my experience. No, but I mean mine basically
0: not that like Google didn't shit can it because they you know, because it wasn't making money, or because people weren't using it, or because people weren't excited about it, they just shit canned it because it—the internet wouldn't work anymore if RSS was still a thing.
2: It's, it, huh. That's that's what this guy's guess is. No, well, yeah, I mean, I mean this okay. is
1: we are you're hearing us because of an RSS feed.
0: Sure, but like RSS is basically for weird internet grandpas now like RSS readers are these crazy niche things at this point. Like I don't know. I like I don't think that I'm just taking this guy's word for it. Like Google Reader shutting down was basically like, "Oh yeah, RSS just kind of isn't a thing anymore."
3: I think like, well, if if so, then that was like them deciding to make that the case. Right. Um our, Google Reader had like 10 million users, which no, is No, this that that's yeah. that is
0: his contention is that they did decide to make yeah. that the case. Yeah. But
1: I thought a bunch of other people stepped up to... Yeah, if
2: if that was the plan, I don't know that it's been successful.
0: Right, but everybody has to be playing, right? Everybody has to have RSS feeds set up.
3: Which, I mean, I, I have yet to go to a website that has aggregated content that I care about that I can't then go add to my RSS reader. Like, everybody right. still yeah. is.
2: And I can't imagine... Dealing with and, the number of sites that I like to read on, and a lot of those, right? Exactly, viruses.
3: and a lot of those, like, will give you a preview of the article instead of the full thing. And You have right. to click through. Yeah, that's sure. how
2: they get yeah. to the actual
0: site now. Yeah, yeah. They just no, and that happens. But but I mean, his his contention is basically like the same thing happens. The same thing is happening with internet news outlets now that happened with print news outlets a hundred years ago, which is that like. The subscriber model doesn't really work. You have to put a kid out yelling at people to buy an individual paper on the street. Like, the way that a site makes money now is by one out of every hundred articles getting a million people going to it because it's some controversial bullshit rather than, like, having a stable of loyal subscribers. Yeah,
3: that's depressing.
0: It is, but I mean... You know, it's not a surprise. Like nobody is really willing I to mean, pay if, for anything. If, on if that's the, internet,
3: the case, you know. then the RSS model is completely irrespective of that. Uh, it's not like it's hurting them to have people read their content in the RSS feed if the um, if the money comes from people who don't subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's like the fact that. When you try to find, like, there will never be a good game fax for Pillars of Eternity. Oh, yeah. Right? Because all of that shit happened before the internet got kind of BuzzFeed wrecked. Like, you don't find just this is some decent content from 2014. Well,
1: but there'll be a bunch of YouTube videos about Pillars of Eternity.
0: Right, that are as long as possible so that they can generate more ad impressions.
1: Do you think that that's the motivation for them being long?
0: I think in a lot of cases, yeah.
1: I think that there are like probably a lot of things- people who make content about that kind of stuff in the hopes of making a uh, living off of it, but mostly they do it because they love it. I'm, right?
3: mo- I'm more willing to believe that they're making it long as lo- longer because they're Completely inept editors.
1: <laughs> There's that too.
3: I don't know. It's a, it seems like every video starts with like a
0: minute of this is who I am and thanks for watching my video about whatever. Yeah,
3: but that's branding. That's not necessarily just Sure. What, yeah. Uh, branding but, is you know,
0: it's branding that wastes a minute of your life instead of you just skimming down to where the table of contents starts in the text file yep. that you're reading about things. And yeah. this is probably just an old man yelling at a cloud, but <laughs> it it emphatically <laughs> and demonstrably is bullshit, because if you want to know something about a fucking video game that came out a week ago, you're just fucked unless you want to spend two hours watching videos, which I don't, right? I want to spend one minute reading text.
3: You could just decide you're going to watch a Let's Play of Fillers of Fraternity instead and then do that.
0: Yeah, you could. But again, you're committing to something for like 200 hours. You could just buy
1: the strategy guide, which has all the information you want, right?
0: Is there one?
1: Yes. It is probably not out yet, but it is coming.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's a strategy guide for, like, FTL. I don't think they sell an official strategy guide. Is there a Brady Games FTL guide? But there are almost... Where would you even buy it? All the bookstores are closed, man. There's almost definitely got
1: to be people talking about FTL strategy somewhere,
3: right? Yeah, I don't think it's anything centralized like GameFAQs was, though.
0: I mean, I'm just telling you from personal experience, it is so much easier to find information about a game from 10 years ago than it is to find information about a much more popular game from a year ago. Yep. Because the internet just, I don't know, it's like it's it's become this weird sort of broadcast platform rather than like a library, <laughs> which is what it was. GameFAQs has? The internet. I mean, game oh, the facts internet. Facts no, no. Has... Ga- like GameFAQs is just a fucking wasteland for anything new. Like Wasteland
3: Two. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm.
2: GameFAQs like, has ga- two different strategy guides for FTL plus a in-depth ship system FAQ.
3: Game, fa- yeah. And game facts still has like a game page for every game. It's just they sure. Don't have any facts? Okay.
0: Let, let's let's do an experiment. Someone who's sitting at a computer right now, look at the GameFAQs page for Wasteland Two versus the GameFAQs page for Wasteland One.
2: Well, that's
3: because who's, who's it's at been a computer? out so
2: much longer, so that's had that much more time. But you for can you could look at
3: those um those facts have dates on them, and they're they're going to be in the in the uh the main list, so you don't even have to click through to see when it was made. You can you can you can eyeball it by looking at the dates. Are I you mean, at a computer?
0: Do you guys just not ever try to look up information about video games anymore? I feel like I'm... Oh, I gave I feel up like on this game thing facts a long time ago. I look on YouTube now. Like, I, seriously, I feel like this thing it happens to me every time I try to look up anything about a video game and has for the last two or three years, and there's you guys are crazy acting like it's not a thing, which makes me feel
3: like I'm It's a thing. We just... Nah.
2: Complete walkthrough for Wasteland 2. It's
3: definitely an a thing, and I agree with you. I just don't know what to do about it. No, no, I'm not
0: not suggesting that anything can be done about it. We just have to get mad and then die. (laughs) Yeah, that's my plan.
3: I plan to spend the next 40 years enraged.
0: Have you been playing any video games?
3: Can you even, without being able to look up text files about them on the internet? It's the worst. I've been playing um, Vice City on my phone.
1: Wait, what? Uh, Yeah. On your phone? Yeah. That seems like voodoo.
3: It's, uh... (laughs) All, all three of the the PlayStation 2 era uh, GTA games are on both iPhone and Android.
0: Wow
3: For like five yeah, bucks in like each. legit releases yeah yeah um, the interface is not great but it's playable but those games are so hard that you're basically playing like the first area of the game. there's <laughs> pretty much no way I'm gonna unlock the second zone. Um, but you're not going to do all the taxi missions? I The taxi missions aren't that hard. I might do that just to, like, listen to the soundtrack. Um, but Vice City, um, of those three, Vice City has, it front loads the good stuff. Like, the best zone in the game is the starter area, and you can hear all the music from the beginning. Huh. So, like, of if you're going to go back to one of those games, it's going to give you the best experience. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I've been—I don't know—I've probably put like two hours in. I've done a few missions, but uh, the combat—they've—they've they've definitely done some things to try to make it touchscreen friendly, and they've done some things to change the the balance a little bit. Like when you fail a mission, you can go back to the start of the mission instead of just dying and going to a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty like the w- when the difficulty ramps up, it's pretty unplayable.
2: Yeah, I can I mean I kind of felt that way about control. Is it just is it just touchscreen D-pad and buttons?
3: It's a virtual joystick so the yeah. the analog stick appears wherever you put your thumb. Huh. But then but, the um the accelerator huh. and the brake and the get out of car button and the horn and the uh shoot to one side or shoot to the other side, those are all like zones on the screen that you have to push.
0: Wow. But wow. didn't you need to play it with a controller? Didn't you need two analog sticks?
3: Uh, they have a touch. You mean in the past? Yeah. Uh, on the PC, this is actually something I've actually played Vice City on the PC as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's the only place I played it
3: uh, on the PC. I don't think th- this was before well, it was wasd and mouse on the PC. Yeah. But to yeah. do wasd
0: and mouse on a controller, you need two analog sticks, right?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, but they do a thing where um on the touch screen they do a thing where like you swipe on the screen to change the camera direction. Um, I actually don't think. So this was before the 360 pad was a thing, Um, and they have – I actually looked into this because I was trying to get Vice City running on a PC recently as well, Um, and the controller support is abysmal. Like, I could not get it working well with a 360 pad at all. Hmm. Um, People have modded San Andreas to work okay with the 360 pad, but they haven't bothered with Vice City. Uh, so if you want to play Vice City on a PC you ha- you have to want to use the P- the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, which you do because that's I God's did. one true way of I, controlling I, a shooter. Okay. So but that that's not a shooter though. It's a driving game.
0: Well, it's a drive-by game. It's except a, when except for all the time that you're aiming and shooting.
3: Uh well with a controller you use the lock-on system. Hmm. Oh, well, you mean the
0: bullshit
3: system the the system that lets you skip the part of the gameplay that is bullshit yes but how do you get the sweet sweet headshots uh yeah you use the sniper rifle and then you do the horrible auto aim with the right stick that no one wants to do but some missions make you do you just use the mouse the whole time or uh you could just play a a game that is intended for the uh the systems control scheme that you have, which is not Vice City.
0: Well, that is only true if you don't believe that it was compromised from a control perspective to exist on the hardware that it did exist on.
3: Yeah. Well, notably, um, so the first two GTAs, I would call those PC games. Those are native PC. Like, they feel like they belong on the PC and they're best there. Um. And the PlayStation ports of those games are kind of crappy. Um,
2: those are the top-down ones.
3: Yeah, but GTA Three, I I definitely feel like it's a native PlayStation Two game. I think that's the place that you it's the, you have the best experience.
0: Huh. I only ever played GTA Three and Vice City on a PC. So. That's that's interesting.
1: I played Vice City on a PlayStation. I think
0: Vice City was the only one that I ever actually like
1: Maybe played most of the
0: way through. Although yeah, the Aircraft controls on oh. the PC were so terrible. Oh, they were pretty bad
3: on the console too. Yeah, they were. They were yeah, and so anymore. I got to the
0: point where you like had to do that remote control helicopter thing, and that's where I just stalled out on the main storyline. Okay.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Fuck that. Like the the helicopter wasn't that bad. The the airplane was terrible. Um, Is that the one where you had to leaflet the town or something? Oh, oh yeah, God. no. It, it was like both. There were two. Mission.
0: There was an. There was. There were two sort of lines of missions, and I got stuck on the helicopter bombing thing on one, and then the porn leafleting on the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's you know it's fine. I, I like. I unlocked all the cars. I did all the taxi missions. Yeah,
3: those games were always the the good part of those was always the um, yeah, the sandboxy parts. Yeah, the driving around, listening to the radio, finding um, sweet
1: jumps. The radio yeah. in Vice City is so good.
3: Yeah. No. It's it's. You're only saying that because you're white. Okay. Hey, they've got Grandmaster Flash in there and probably some other black people.
0: music for white people.
3: There was some Coolio. Was there in in the 80s?
0: There's some Bill Cosby records. (laughs) (laughs) Some Will Smith.
3: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised (sighs) if some of those people were actually the DJs in Vice City. Um, Because I don't remember... But yeah, the I I'm Vice City is like it's still my favorite GTA game. Um and part of that probably is that it was the first 3D one I played. Yeah. But I also feel like it's the strongest in terms of like evoking a sense of place, a specific place. Um and while and I do think it holds up really well up until the part where you start failing missions and have to retry them. Uh, that part really sucks.
1: Is that a part that everybody hits or is that just based on how good you are at the game and it's different for everybody?
3: It's, it's going to be different for everybody, but for most people, it's going to be very early. Hmm. Uh, whereas the modern GTA games, I think um, 5 is probably objectively the best one. And it's coming to PC soon, so...
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's like either a couple of weeks or a couple months. <laughs> I yeah. I don't remember which. Yeah, me either. But, you know, I'm old, so it kind of... <laughs> it's is pretty much
3: the same thing, yeah. Is,
2: is 5 good? I don't really know anything about 5 because after I disliked 4 so much, I stopped paying yeah. attention five, to the series. Uh, so all tell
3: me why you disliked 4.
2: Uh, I immediately bounced off of how poorly the cars handled compared okay. to Yeah, you'll uh, like 5 better. ones.
3: You'll you'll like 5 better. It it's much more arcadey. Cool. I'm
0: excited to play it in first person because I feel like it's just going to be like Far Cry New
3: York. That's a really <laughs> interesting. I'd never even considered like playing that game in first person. That that would probably be really weird. Well, that's the whole deal with the PC port, right? Like Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, can you play it in third person?
0: Uh, I think you can. Yeah, but it but it's like Part of why the port is a big deal is because they added first-person sport.
3: Okay, well, I, I figured and it's the- also
0: not New York, right? It's like L.A.
3: Uh, it, yeah, yeah, it's that L.A. and the surrounding. I mean, it's it's San Andreas, but um, it's this. It's a different San Andreas than the one in GTA San Andreas. Where it's not the San
0: Andreas <laughs> that also has Vegas and San Francisco. Right. It's
3: the San Andreas that it just has Los Santos in it. I just
0: want GTA Phoenix to go to all those famous Phoenix landmarks, (laughs) like
3: my house. (laughs) I was going to ask for an example, but then you gave a shitty example. Well, because there aren't any good examples. The Cornish Pasty Company.
0: You could (laughs) ramp
2: across the uh, the Grand Canyon.
0: That's not really in Phoenix, though. That's several hours away. But they would put it in GTA Phoenix.
2: Yeah, GTA uh,
0: geography is so condensed. Yeah. Uh, so there's Gamage Auditorium at Arizona State University, designed by uh, Frank Lloyd Wright.
1: Did you just look up Phoenix landmarks? <laughs>
0: no, I just I, no, I just remember that one. Okay. Uh, see, I would list them faster if I had a list in front
3: of me. I'm just yeah, that I, would make uh, it easier. Yeah, uh, no, that's also, all I can remember. I've also been playing Jamestown Plus. Um, I actually only played it once, because they don't own a PS4. I was visiting a friend. Uh, and that's the
1: New Game Plus version of Jamestown?
3: It's Jamestown, but with... F- so it has the DLC ships in it from the earlier version of the game, and then it has four new ships, and then it has two new levels. Um, and the new levels are really good, and the new ships are really interesting. Hmm. And maybe overpowered. Have you guys played uh, Jamestown at all? No. Really? Shit. There are there are four of us and it's a four-player co-op game. Oh. So if we're ever all in the same room and with a PS4 with four controllers? Uh or or we could play the PC version which is does not have the two new levels but it's still with four pretty... keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I bet you could play it with four keyboards. It's got multi-mouse support, so it probably has multi-keyboard support too. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, wow, what does multi-mouse support even mean? Uh, you can plug in more than one mouse and control a ship with each one.
0: No, I mean I mean, but what would that do in just Windows? Oh, yeah. M- multiple good question cursors? Is everyone vying for Man, what if you what if you did a new Olympic sport that was like synchronized mousing? You plug four mice <laughs> into a PC and the goal is for the cursor to not move at all. And if it does, it's Whoa. like irritating stick. Right, and but you're trying to do as much movement of the mice as possible, but with a total, like, vector sum of zero.
1: Oh, wow. Uh,
0: this is a pretty good sport. That would be pretty rough. It's definitely going to be in the Olympics. <laughs> but then there would be, like, you know, cheating scandals because you could just unplug the USB hub. <laughs> uh, do my understanding is that, like,
3: the difference between a sport and a game is that in a sport you can pull a hamstring. <laughs> so if the iris- irritating stick pulls your hamstring...
0: Oh yeah, you just
3: you you just have to
0: screw like an eye bolt into each of your hamstrings. Yeah, ah. yeah, connected to this machine that, like, oh, sorry, we're gonna fuck up your hamstring if you make a mistake.
1: You don't think they fucked it up by screwing a bolt into it?
0: <laughs> nah,
3: well, it's you fine. Just, you get used to you it. You just recognize the the synchronized mousers by their ankles. <sighs> synchronized mouser isn't mouser an
0: enemy from? Super Mario 2. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the mouse. Oh, oh like Birdo, the, <laughs> the notably transvestite Birdo dinosaur? Is, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, and then Flamo, the fire, and Masco, the mask. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Okay. I don't remember the name of the mask and the fire guy. Me, me either. Pyro. Okay, there you go. That's probably it. There was an urban legend when I was a kid that all of the enemies in Mega Man had been named by a retarded kid.
3: Huh. That, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah,
0: <laughs> they're all pretty bad names. But really, a lot of things were bad in Nintendo localization. <laughs> in That's the very Ace, true. Right?
3: Well, that doesn't invalidate your theory.
0: Well, it wasn't... A, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know that it was a theory. It was just a story that I remember from the playground. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have that story?
3: No, we didn't have playground? that one. No, we we had other stories. Did you have any, like, Nintendo urban legends? Oh, the one that comes to mind immediately is that if you finish Metroid fast enough, Samus is naked at the end. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that it helps to keep in mind when you hold Samus up as a as a strong female character is... She's probably just female so that they could show you boobs for doing a good job at a video game in the 80s.
3: And I, I think there's also the shock value of having the reveal. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that that would have been strengthened by not having it be like increasingly titillating versions of the picture based on your performance. Yeah, but sure. I mean, I agree, but I, I, I'm totally fine with it being co-opted. As a thing, it being taken back, but it just always kinda I just raise an eyebrow. Cause it felt pretty gross. Yeah, I mean It feels pretty gross in a vacuum to me.
3: It it does, but in the context of there being no other female protagonists in game history, it's pretty good. There's Jill of the Jungle. Jill Jill of the Jungle. That was like five years later, I think. Did you there guys Quamander Queen? <laughs> But, wow, well, she sounds pretty hot.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, commander. <laughs> I bet her skin is com is like RGB white, like FFFFFF f- 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 white. D- d- sorry, That's is that a really bad way to I've explain ever heard. it? <laughs> is that a really bad way to explain that color? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: I can never remember whether Fs are white or zeros are white. Oh,
3: and you do web design sometimes?
0: Yeah, but I just I use the, the words. color names. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, you can use words. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, well some of some
0: of them yeah. I, think I at mean least you don't you don't the do that. 256 if if you know what you're doing. Common web colors have names, right? They don't, I don't really? think. I don't think there are two hundred and fifty-six of them.
3: Oh, oh the web safe colors? Yeah. The colors that you can use in like the nineteen ninety-seven internet.
0: I think it still matters, actually, because those are the only ones that you can count on browsers
3: displaying the same. I don't know if that's still a factor. That doesn't sound right to me. I mean, I know that like there's some monitors have like color tone calibration and you have to correct it for that or something.
1: So there's 17 HTML colors and 123 CSS colors.
3: Okay. Huh.
1: So it's like halfway there.
0: Uh, What about you, Kevin? Have you played any video games?
1: I have played a couple. Uh, I played a game uh, on the iPhone called ROP or maybe rope R-O-P. Man. Is
3: there a, uh, like a, a dash above the O?
1: There isn't that I noticed, but it would make sense because you are just sort of manipulating what turns out to be like a sort of mi- like minimal version of like a rope or little knots or whatever. And you're trying to take the initial configuration and then spread it out inside this sort of hex grid uh, in a shape that the game gives you, it's it is a neat little puzzle game. Uh, it's pretty short, very quick. Is it sort of like
2: the inverse of that game where you're folding paper to make a shape?
1: Uh, it's not
2: sort, sort the of. Same. It's a, so
0: imagine imagine that it gives you a bunch of like I don't know, tinker toys with ropes instead of sticks. Yeah, okay. and then you can put the nodes of the tinker toy on one of you know there's probably what 19 20 spots yeah. 18 spots and you're trying to figure out how to arrange them such that the shadow of it matches your goal shadow hmm. uh, sort of
1: yeah you can have some some of the little rope bits can kind of overlap each other and that doesn't count against you
0: yeah and like figuring out which things should overlap and yeah it. I, I don't know i i i played a little bit of it a few weeks ago and it it was fun for a while
1: yeah I liked it quite a bit. It's it's cool a it's a it is a puzzle game that I had not seen before, and I appreciated that it was sort of new. And then I played a fair bit of that uh, Touch Tone game. Mm. Um, I uh, so be- because you were saying that you kind of were just uncomfortable about the content, I just have just not read any of it, and I've oh, just, yeah. oh. <laughs> just been doing the puzzles <laughs> just and just
2: ignoring the little files.
1: Yep, you have to go. You That's have to see maybe two or three per like per area or whatever to actually make progress the rest you can just ignore
3: how do you tell which ones you have to actually look at
1: there they are interstitial points on the grid as opposed to endpoints okay most of the most of the content is just like these little endpoint point branches and you just
0: yeah, like little diverticula from the
1: yep and you just don't touch them
0: hmm so I mean you know I guess that means you're just sort of following orders <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uh, So you're a bad person, but you'll never know.
1: And then I think Zach would appreciate this. Uh, Melissa and I went to play Little Big Planet 2, which is a disc that I had gotten for her maybe six months or a year ago. Um, So we put it in our PlayStation 3, and it said, oh, there's an update to this game. Would you like to download it now? I was like, sure. Five and a half hours later, after we had already gone to sleep... It finally finishes updating.
3: Would you like to apply this other patch that we also? There
1: were twenty patches. Whoa! <laughs> there were twenty different files that it had to download, and it was it took five and a half hours for the game. Oh,
3: so it it didn't you it didn't prompt you for each one? No, okay. it just it just
1: started downloading, and then we just couldn't use that the PlayStation for the rest of the night.
3: Five. Oh, and so a half you like hours. couldn't even watch movies on nope. it or anything? Nothing it couldn't be backgrounded. This is something that like the xbox 360 actually like the 360's appearance has gotten a lot worse over the past 5 years but it's still reasonable at this patches as far as as far as i can tell all your patching is the executable so it's like 10 megabytes and not 10 gigabytes and it also just downloads the latest version instead of downloading a bunch of partial patches and, and applying apply them, them all yep.
1: yeah yeah we didn't we didn't end up playing it so i have no idea I'm like, if it's any good, or... Consoles! Yeah, like, what the fuck?
0: Huh, I ended up somehow with an extra Xbox 360. Was that one from The Office not yours, Riff? No, I'm pretty sure
2: it was yours. Huh. I've never bought one, because I don't like Microsoft.
3: (laughs) Well... (laughs) If If you turn it on, does it have, like, a default user that you recognize? I I don't know. I haven't. I'm not going to just plug in a second
0: Xbox 360 to my television.
3: But what if you want to know? What if I want to play a game twice? I want to know. Oh, yeah, there's that. Well, I want to know whose it is, and you should. Well, it was from the office. I mean, it is presumably belongs
0: to the company. Yeah, maybe.
3: Did
1: did Jim maybe buy one? I don't don't think so. I don't think so. I think he would have taken it with a different gem.
0: Sure, yeah, I, I, I figured you that was I thought probably would have taken case. it with you. Oh, Jim, did you buy it? Uh, <laughs>
3: this one, no. Okay, probably not. Do you? Do you want it? <laughs> I've actually I've got two of them. One of them is like <laughs> well, so do I. Yeah, you
0: could juggle yeah. them.
3: One of them is is dying, so that's why I got the new one. But it's not dead, so like. I, you know, I've I've got way too many Xboxes already, but thank you. <laughs> Do you think Unless you if you could... played Telltale's The Walking Dead
0: on it that it would last longer?
3: Maybe. Yeah, that's a downloadable game, so it wouldn't be, uh, at least it wouldn't be spinning the drive. Is that a... Riff,
1: what anything, about all the
2: expired what, what, frozen food? Uh, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I'm pretty sure most of that was mine. There's probably some of it in there was Jim's. The other gyms. I, I'm pretty I sure I didn't
3: get any your... frozen food in the asymmetric offices. I threw away some of your bed cereal. <laughs> that <laughs> was not mine either. <laughs>
0: okay. That was that 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 box of
2: honeycomb. That was pretty new,
0: actually. Oh. Okay. I guess that's all right. If if you're gonna have a box of honeycomb in your bed, I guess it should at least it was, be.
2: It was. It wasn't in the new. bed. It was on a shelf mm. near the bed. Mm. Okay. You're 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 saying crazy things to make you people think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: You know where you know where breakfast cereal goes? Wherever in a you're child's eating it. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it isn't grape nuts or uh what is it that you eat, Kevin? Great grains. If it doesn't start with gray, you it's not acceptable cereal eat, for an adult. You can't gray eat honeycombs. grape nuts
2: as a snack. <laughs> That's awful.
0: Sure, you can.
1: I, I imagine Zach would. He likes the, the sensation of chewing on gravel. Yeah,
3: it's good. The, what's the etymology of grape nuts? Do we know this?
0: No. Nope. I looked it up once, but I don't
3: remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was the kind of thing I have to know for my job. <laughs> no, I believe it. Did you? Were you making a recipe? Were you like <laughs> combined grape and nuts to make? Yep. Yeah.
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Riff,
3: video games?
2: Uh, I have not played much because of moving, but I did get a little bit more of La Mulana in since it was on a portable device, and actually just last night managed to finally get past the the bit that I've been stuck on since last week. What, What was that? Uh, I just, uh... I mean, I don't know how to how to say which specific bit it was without being spoilery, but I, I there was like a couple of items that I was pretty sure I was looking for, like time stop and a couple other things that seemed like early game items, and I was starting to get into late game stuff, so I felt like I had missed some important things somewhere. How, but, but how did you know
1: that time stop existed?
2: Because of because Mulbrook tells you about it as a way to defeat that that flying lion thing that stops time at you huh okay and uh, but so i was i was just banging my head against that for ages and got real close to to giving up on the plan of of trying to beat it spoiler free and going and looking at that that page of uh but uh fortunately i i Did relent and uh, and just last night uh, went back to it to before bed just to noodle around on it for a bit and discovered like a gate to a new area that somehow I unlocked without knowing how I'd done it and and this new area contained gateways to previously inaccessible sections of. Four previous areas and one of those contained a gate to another entirely new area (laughs) and in exploring one of these sections before we recorded podcast tonight uh i like found the time stop thing and the bombs and like something else that i've forgotten and just have blown the game wide open again so it's i'm super glad that i didn't uh uh didn't despair and end up looking for hints because I'm I'm back in back in the game again, back in the saddle. I'm well, eager cool. to get back into it once we're done recording here. But uh yeah that was pretty much it. I played I played that pancake game for a little bit. I got a six. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> have you improved on your fifty one, Zach? No. No, I think I'm beginning to think that might have been a fluke. You know, I can still get in the 20s and 30s sometimes. I'm not even going to say regularly. I haven't been playing it as much, though. I downloaded a game called Rebus that uh, was made by somebody who does not understand what a Rebus is. Okay. (laughs) Played a little bit of that and gave up.
1: I feel like that game should just be called Uncle
3: Rebus. What is a Rebus? That's the thing like where you've got like letters and pictures. Yeah, it's right? like
2: an equation screwdriver minus S plus oh. picture of a cow. Oh,
0: crew driver driver cow. cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that classic puzzle. Um, uh, but yeah, like I feel like a rebus is pretty defined, right? Notably not a rebus is one of those things like the word stand and then the letter I beneath it for like. I understand.
2: Right. Yeah, right. those are. that kind of. That is that's a kind
0: different. of thing, but that is not a rebus, right? right. That is a what is that? What is do do you know, some do?
1: sort of wordplay thing? Yeah, there was a that was in the newspaper for a long time.
3: Is the rebus only the ones where you add and subtract? And, and yeah, it's, it's, pictu- it's, pictures, it's a lot of
0: pictures. Pictures in p- pictures used as stand-ins for the
3: word that the picture represents. Right, okay. And math. So if it was a picture of an eye, understand, how would you feel about that? No, because under comes from outside the system there. Right, right, right. What if it was... What if the phrase was I divided by stand? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be stand divided by I. Oh, right. right? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know that you can use multiplication and division <laughs> in rebuses either. Do Do you guys remember? I don't know how many of you actually seriously played uh, Planescape Torment, but Ooh. here's something. Here's something stupid. <laughs> the um, the guys that are like in charge of maintenance in the in the city of Sigil are based on this monster in D&D called a dabus that speak in rebuses. Whoa, <laughs> what? Which yeah, it so and it's described, it's not they don't they don't ever really get into it in planescape torment because it's real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like So do they utter the,
1: do they utter the phrase like, I don't know exactly
0: like, I think maybe they appear in glowing letters in front of
1: them. Oh yeah. I remember
2: those guys now. Yeah. They like created holograms of pictures in front of them. Yeah. That was real dumb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess like Modrons are pretty dumb too.
3: Are those motorized dragons? Uh,
0: yes. And, uh, Uh they're from the elemental plane of law, which is not an element. That's an alignment. (laughs) Like, uh, what was it? Mechanus, the plane of law, uh, which is just all clockwork. And so it's just a bunch of automatons and they're cubes. They're like, basically Modrons are fucking dice. Like they come in, the monster manual has like eight Modrons and they are the eight polyhedral huh. dice
2: <laughs> well that makes it real easy if you're using uh miniatures yeah, you, yeah you can
0: just use the dice as miniatures yeah yeah no, yeah. yeah anyway it, I, I like that planescape torment although it is like one of the most well-regarded sort of in a literary sense dungeons and dragons games it takes like the dweebiest bullshit out of dungeons <laughs> and dragons <laughs> and puts it front and center um like basically all of the monsters in the monster manuals that were just jokes are what populate its bestiary bestiary? Is it a bestiary? More like worstiary, am I right? Oh. I played uh I actually played probably more of this than I did the assignment, much to my own surprise. This game that came out on Steam called Ironcast. What is that? It is a It is like Puzzle Quest Except it's steampunk mech fights with permadeath, and it uses dungeon raid uh, mechanics instead of uh, bejeweled.
1: Is it? It's on a PC though, so you're the like not, yeah, it is a PC it, with a
0: it is on Steam. You're not screen. no. It would make a lot more sense on an iPad, I think. Hmm. So basically, you have you unlock new mechs and you unlock new pilots that just have like sort of various abilities that they start with and uh, various capacities of the various resources. And you've got purple things, which are ammo and orange things, which are energy and blue things, which are coolant and green things, which are repair. And you use those to like repair or shoot or power up your shields and make your mech run, which, uh, gives you a chance to evade attacks and you just basically have like nine battles and then you fight a boss and that's a game is this uh and this is all powered by a match three engine yeah but it's well, not it's match not, three it's,
1: exactly it is
0: actually explicitly referred to in the game's marketing materials as match three huh. even though Weird. i mean you do have to match at least three but it is not bejeweled it is like that trace a contiguous path between matching things and then up the rest to, of them up to the entire screen if they were all yeah. the same thing um they, and you get like, abilities like as you level dragons? up that are like collect all the repair all at once or convert all the coolants into hey, energy have or you
3: or never whatever. played dungeon raid i don't even know the name okay so Dungeon a-
0: Raid is it's it's good but the metagame of it is that is I, baffling jim should play war games whopper yeah <laughs> is what jim okay. should play okay um that That is made by our friend Brad. So. Oh, yeah.
3: I, I played, uh, you recommended Bump. Yes. That's really good. Yeah. Wait, this. was Bump also Brad? No. Oh. No, no. Okay. You uh, The reason I'm re- reminded it, because you were just recommending I play a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Zach recommends things. Oh, such so as Bump. <laughs> yeah. Did you like Bump? I, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Aaron Steed's really, really good. What else has Aaron Steed done?
1: He's done a lot of little sort of platformy puzzle games. Okay. Um. The the one that I remembered most recently was like a, it was actually similar in a lot of ways to Bump. It was, uh, it was published through Nitrome or Nitrome or whatever that that publisher is. They do like little flash games, mm-hmm. um, and you were a, you're like a vampire and you're traversing spaces. It was it's really neat.
0: Oh, is that like the Hoplite Vampire game?
1: No, that's that's Lamp and Vamp. But that's different.
0: <laughs> okay, which is also very good. Um, who made that? Was that Brad?
1: That was not. That was somebody else. Who, Why isn't every good game Brad? It's, it's a good question. That is a good question.
0: So this Ironcast game, it's good. I would not say that it's a great game. There are a lot of things about it that I don't care for. Is it
1: only on PC or is it
0: also on I believe on it iOS? is only on PC. But I have been compelled to keep playing it because it is, it is like a compelling time waster. Hmm. It's like So it's a permadeath game where you're basically like just doing these missions. Every mission is preceded with a bunch of dialogue about the mission that you just have now seen a thousand times. And there's a button to skip it, but there's not what I want, which is an options menu button to Anytime the skip button is available, just fucking hammer on it uh, because that is that is what I do. And can I would you, like to have a machine automate
3: that task. Can you frame. assign the skip button separately from like the advanced text or from... from
0: yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there is a skip so, button that, that is like skip the entire dialogue, right? So you don't right, have to right. just keep but hitting I mean, next, like,
3: you know, assign that to a key on the keyboard. Oh, no. Because then you can there, put like a dippy bird on that key. The game,
0: <laughs> the, the game is so non-configurable that i believe that it must be bound for ipad
3: oh yeah like
0: it is designed to, it, it it does not have the options and configurability of a pc game right um i i've been playing a lot of it and really enjoying it though it's very it's really polished it's really like it's got a nice like tactile sheen to it
3: does the skip button always appear in the same part of the screen? Yes. So then, you so could- you
0: can just move the mouse down there to behind when Steam tells you that someone is playing Skyrim, and just hammer there.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking there's probably a um, a program that auto clicks some part of the screen under some circumstances.
0: Yeah, but I think if that, if I installed that, it would always be taking me to the community page about oh, whoever shit. is playing Skyrim. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, i wish that you could get i wish that you could get steam to put that information somewhere that you can't see it <laughs> yeah. you can't turn in off the notifications. trash
3: i mean <laughs> like i mean I'm you pretty pretty sure probably you can. can yeah
1: have uh, it have that show up on your tv in big picture mode while you're still at your computer
3: oh <laughs> you just know have what it send i you know, a know text that you can i know this you directly can because here. i have it turned off okay
0: So like it doesn't tell you don't see when I when I see that you're online and I play a series of games as like a semaphore to send you a secret message. I don't. um, I'm just totally wasting my time.
3: But I still know when some of my friends play games because Steam reminds me that their uh, libraries of games are available for me to play. What? Oh, it does the family sharing thing. Okay. you guys know about this? Do do you have family sharing turned on with several of your friends? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, huh. I don't know if they call it family sharing, if they actually call it family sharing, then maybe I'm not uh working within the spirit of the system. But Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, I feel like Kevin is one of my family members for the purposes of Amazon Prime. Sure. <laughs>
3: so um, we're
0: probably also not working within that system. But
3: yeah, we we sh- Normally we I would totally... call you
0: out on this kind of thing, Jim, but yeah. really, I'm as much of a scumbag as you are. Sure.
1: I'm just the brother of a scumbag.
3: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we totally play each other's games. Can you only, one of you play them at a time? Uh, yeah, you can only, your collection can only be used by one person at a time. Your whole
1: collection can Yeah, be? yeah. Interesting. So if I logged I mean, into I'd... Steam and wanted to play any of my games, I'd have to kick you off of my account if you yes. were playing with my games. Interesting.
0: Yep. Wow, okay. and would it, like, disconnect you in the
3: middle of a game? Uh, I think you get a warning. Um, and I, I I don't know. I've never done it. I've never, it's never happened to me and I've never done it to anybody else. But I think you get a warning and then it will eventually shut, shut down your game. Yeah.
0: Well, are we ready to talk about the assignment? Ready as I'll ever be. I would like to take one minute to go pee and get another beer if you guys don't mind.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. What can we talk about that's not the assignment?
1: Was there anything exciting that happened this week in the world?
3: It's, uh, today's asshole day. The day explicitly for assholes to be assholes.
1: (laughs) I've not actually seen anything out there. the only
2: thing I noticed was that Metafilter has this weird thing where the screen slowly changes color from blue to white while you're reading it.
3: That's pretty funny. Uh, I don't yeah. know why they would do that on asshole day because it's not a very asshole thing to do.
2: <laughs> I think they're they're going back to the the more traditional forms of of uh, April first tomfoolery.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, there's a button on Reddit that
1: deletes your account.
3: <laughs> oh, the, the, I think there was one already that deletes your account. I pushed it without knowing what it did. Uh, so there's a button. And then next to it, there's a countdown that counts down from 60 seconds. Okay. And like every – I think this is how, how often it refreshes, but as soon as it gets down to 59, it goes back to 60. Um, I'm told – a friend of mine saw it go down to 57 once. I think what's happening is that anytime someone pushes the button, the clock resets to 60 seconds. Okay. Huh. Um, and you can only push the button once okay and so presumably something happens when it hits zero
1: okay so that's
3: a fun thing
1: that's kind of neat actually
3: it is yeah there's a a count of the number of participants and when I looked it was in like the 300,000 range
1: so in order to be partaking you have to push the button but by doing so you're delaying it by at least a second or Yeah. or yeah yeah that's um, a neat gimmick
3: yeah. Um and the conversation thread about it there's a little n- there's a little um widget that appears next to your name s- tell- saying either that you didn't press the button a non-presser <laughs> or it says the time that was on the clock when you pushed the button. <laughs> wow. Oh, were you guys doing a show without me? Yeah, we're we're talking about cool shit. Oh. That you're not allowed to know about. Yep. Well, you- not until I edit the episode.
0: You just edit it out. Maybe it's nobody right. else will be allowed to know about it either. <laughs> oh man, are you uh, are you at a good stopping point in your conversation that I'm not cool
3: enough for? That's no, fine. We'll just restart it, it
1: now that you're back. Okay, you yeah. just press the conversation restart
0: button. <laughs> you hey, would, so this assignment—you get
3: that joke, Zach? If you had been there, Path
0: so, of Exile, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> pillars, pillars of exit, pillars of eternity. What'd you guys? Think, having I, come to this as I did with no Infinity Engine experience to speak of, other than Planescape Torment, which had no combat, only I, I really Rebus didn't monsters. get an opportunity
2: to, to play it. Um, I watched a little bit of a German Let's Play of it. Huh. Uh, it looks a lot, uh, a whole lot like uh, Divinity Original Sin. Uh, the does um Well Divinity Original Sin is turn based combat though. Oh, was this not turn based? Maybe maybe this guy was just making full use of
1: the pause key or whatever.
3: I mean it it's definitely um It it paw- feels like turn based combat. It it might as well be where you can just the implicit next turn is attack again if you don't pause. Yeah.
0: And, well, but and, and your characters just happen have it at all different times. Yeah, but, depending but on the yeah. character's
3: speed, which is not Oh, well, so that's a philosophical conversation. What do you think of the active time battle system in Final Fantasy VI? Do you I, consider that to be turn based? I don't understand it. Final Fantasy VI
0: is like Final Fantasy III, right? Yes. I I did not know that it wasn't just turn based combat, even after playing twenty hours of it. Right. I don't understand. So here's here's how I feel about it. I don't understand how it works.
3: Okay, it, it works a lot like the combat in this game in that um, there is a real-time countdown to when each character moves, and um, and when when that character moves, their countdown gets reset. Yeah. But in this one, they can the walk in, around in the while the or... timer is... Yes, Can but... you
0: get it to pause whenever a guy comes up?
3: I think you... Oh, in Final Fantasy VI? No, in this. It, oh, I, yeah, I, no, like, I, if I was looking at the options screen. You can, you can like, have
1: it pause just... All the fucking time, if you want.
3: Right, but it is There's one of a, those
0: things. Can you get it to pause whenever somebody's timer is up? Oh, I don't. Oh, really. yeah, I don't know. Because that would then just make it turn based, which I think I would. My general impression of the game is that it it is a great RPG about running around and talking to people and finding things in containers and talking to NPCs and having them send you on errands and stuff, and then the, and then the combat is just like crazy crazy micro heavy real time strategy game. Huh. Sure, yeah. And I and I just can't like I played it on easy and it's still hard I still I still occasionally got myself doing it. just yeah. wrecked
1: and I'm I'm also playing on easy and like a, like a pack of wolves killed my entire party once.
0: Like wizards because friendly fire is on yeah. are just useless. No, oh, that's yeah. not
1: true at all. Wizards are super powerful and great. You just have to be really fucking careful with them.
0: Well, right, but I'm, being careful is not why I play video games. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: <laughs> so my my other question I have after watching this LP is did was this LP's computer just really bad? Or was the frame rate on character movement and animation super atrocious? No, it's fine. It was fine, it's fine for me. Then never mind.
0: Something that I really like that I want to I want to d- do a kind of a compliment sandwich where I complain about something and then say one thing that I liked and then complain about something else. Okay,
3: we'll interrupt you before you can say something
0: nice again.
1: <coughs> no, the, the, um, the, the, the nice part is the middle. It's it's the bread is oh,
0: oh, oh,
3: Okay, we'll interrupt so it's you like before you can. Say well, no,
0: the compliment sandwich is actually supposed to be I really like your hair. You're a total bitch. I really like your shoes. <laughs> like it, it it's it's a sandwich in the in the like the way that most people say it where they're actually describing the bread as whatever they're talking about. Um,
3: All right. Well, okay. Maybe I won't interrupt you because it's complicated.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What I really, really like is the, like, you walk up to a cliff and it pops up an illustrated Twine game where – an arbitrary amount of dramatic stuff can happen that uses all of your skills and your stats and everything. And then when that thing goes away, you're on top of the cliff if you climbed it and they didn't have to animate like six guys climbing a cliff. Yeah. yeah. I want everyone to accept this as a way that games can express things that have happened to your character.
3: Yeah, I think that am I interrupting your your, your insult? Well, oh, okay. no, I was, love that. that was a compliment. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Um I agree. I think I think I think that was really notably um I I mean I, it struck me as like okay, that's a little bit weird, but it's it's a cost-saving measure and yet it still is effective. Like it's a way to to ha- give you some choices that are sometimes affected by by stats uh with really low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in fact, the context, the it lets you tell a color, story about you know
0: it was, anything it yeah. lets yep. you, it yep. lets you put literally anything on the screen because the
3: screen is the imagination <laughs> of the player. Yeah. It's
2: weird. Yeah, in the context of a <laughs> role playing game it makes and, a ton of sense.
3: And just like the fact that it has production values like this that, that it has good art yep. uh, that you can get away with that. I think that uh, I mean, did, did it have like sound effects for like for things that yeah. happen as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Also the fact that you know we're we're making a game this year that that's basically all of the action oh yeah i'm happy that there's precedent now yep in it is and things that people will actually accept
1: it is odd to me that that in the conversations in the sort of dialogue there'll be like a bunch of voice stuff and between the the like the almost subtitles of the voice voicing there's like stage directions of like what's happening like oh, just yeah. the descriptions of like you know the the movements and the looks and that kind of thing like it just feels so weird given that it's voiced. I don't think that would that wouldn't be weird at all if there was no voicing.
0: Hmm. No. Yeah. Am I? I think this game would be
3: better if it if it had no vo. I think they decided to that that was the way to go. Like halfway through recording, because they stopped. Like it's just random which
1: ones have voicing. there's, which yeah,
0: ones there's don't. really a lot of conversations where there's like five nodes and one. Three and four will be voiced,
3: right? Yeah, very odd. Yeah, that that stuff is I don't know, and and again, like that was a case of like I occur- it, it it struck me as weird, but it didn't really bother me in terms of feeling like the game was. It didn't feel like the game was cheaply made. Um, that stuff. VO is... Vo in conversations is always.
0: My experience of VO in RPG conversations is hearing the first like four or five syllables of a thing, then I'm done reading it, so I hit next.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, that doesn't work because for whatever reason, my mind, my eyes can't get ahead of the voice. Oh, interesting. Oh, which is, I mean, it's frustrating. So the games where you can turn off VO, I can suddenly read them. It's nice. Huh. Um. That's interesting. That that. It must just be something some artifact of like how
0: we learn to read yeah maybe
3: maybe you're just better at ignoring people talking while
0: you read (laughs) did you um did you in actually this is a question for all of you when you were in grade school did you often do a thing where you would read something aloud and the teacher would like have one kid read one paragraph and then move on to the next kid and have them read another paragraph yeah that was pretty common I was constantly, I constantly got in trouble because it would get to me and I would have no idea where they were. Cause I had already yeah, finished reading the entire thing. Oh I yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, so I think I, as I was like sort of getting all of my state mandated reading practice, I was also getting ignoring other people talking practice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. For me, the thing that,
3: that, I I could not get into this game and it wasn't because of the systems, which I thought were fine. It was because the setting is like the least interesting possible setting for a video game.
1: It is incredibly dense with exposition about made up words. uh, Yeah. Like I just, just making a character. I was like, This is going to take hours if I actually read all of this stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lore that someone clearly cared about a lot. And
1: all the little, like, all the descriptions, all of those words have, like, mouse overs that have additional details. I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God, this just keeps going deeper and deeper.
3: Yep.
0: I was, when the, on the, um, we sort of talked about lore on the star control Two. watch out for fireballs that I was on and how the lore in star control two is designed to be entertaining.
3: Yep. Yeah. Whereas
0: the lore in your typical RPG and even like a good one, like even, you know, well, arguably a good one, like the, the codex in a mass effect or whatever, it reads like the internal story Bible that the writers had. Yeah. Mm-hmm for keeping for keeping world data consistent and like that's not interesting <laughs> like all of the worlds that you like from fiction that had one of those didn't put it in front of you
3: yeah well notably you have to go f- go into it yourself yeah well like, you can buy the silmarillion and, or whatever yeah. and and, and right? like the things that are interesting in there are going to make it into the the main story or the dialogue cuz they're interesting
0: but, I mean, the things that are – the things in there that are interesting are interesting because they were in the story that you were telling using actual storytelling principles. <laughs> sure. Right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you Kevin, – Kevin and I have, at least in the past, like somewhat disagreed about what the right approach to this kind of thing is. But I feel like you can tell a better story if you don't know all of the answers to the questions that you're posing – necessarily like there doesn't need to be an answer to every weird question that professor frank asks at the star trek convention <laughs>
3: <laughs> right I, and in I fact i agree like, that there doesn't need to be one but i'm not sure that i agree that that not knowing as an author would help
0: well no i i, I think that you're probably i mean i mean i think you look at like lost and that mm-hmm. is kevin's clear counterexample, and it's a thing that like a lot of people really enjoyed
3: yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? until it got close to the end and then. but it was always it. going to
3: I mean that's the thing like I, I guess well, my, you, don't where, like, you don't care about endings at all so I don't know where, if... yeah where it, where
0: it breaks down is that I don't believe that there was a way to end it anyway so you might as well have it be as good as possible and then let the end ruin everything because endings ruin everything anyway but yeah I,
3: the, I... Yeah. So much. There is I so mean, much
0: writing in this game, and so little of it was of any interest to me. And I'm a guy that kind of likes writing. In <laughs> I Actually, I kind of got know lost. If I am anymore.
1: I kind of got lost at the the end of the first encounter, where the guy has the like knife or axe at the the shopkeeper's throat. And so many of your conversation options are like trying to bait them into a logical argument where you like convince them that their thinking is wrong or like confuse them or whatever and it just like it just didn't seem like any of those things would be things that you would actually say in a situation where you're confronting somebody who's being held at knife point basically
0: I think the game is very generous with the players ability to accomplish things and I think because you were probably playing a high intelligence character it tended to give you these reason your way out of things.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: You know, and if you had had a high might, it would have given you a lot of, like, intimidate your way out of things options, which would have made more sense in certain situations, right? Sure. And I I can't fault the game for letting the player accomplish things in the style that the player has chosen, the role
3: they have chosen to play. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think there's a lot to be said for, like, giving the player a game that they can finish. Um, But it is also the developer's job to make it plausible to finish it that way.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, if, if you want the smart guy to be able to get through this in a way that's satisfying, and you want the strong guy to get through it in a way that's satisfying, and you want the tricky guy to get through it in a way that's satisfying, you can't, like... There are certain situations that you just can't necessarily write b- because a smart guy would be fucked.
3: Here. Yeah, well, in that case like if if your goal is to make sure every situation is solvable by all three, then you don't write those situations. Right, and but like, then that this really
0: isn't, severely limits the 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 uh, number of situations that you can present.
3: He, right, but they could have got if they could have found one for the very beginning of the game.
0: That's
1: yeah, true. That, that, was, that, that, that was the that, thing that was frustrating to me, I think. Was, yeah, they, having not put, front it, load put a
0: bad
3: foot forward like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: no, that's that's
3: totally fair.
1: Did you you guys get to the part where you have the stronghold? I assume you didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you did. I didn't. Yeah, no, I I played I mean I played like 9 or 10 hours of this. Oh, okay. Um, I got to, I got well into act two, like I got to defiance Bay and did some quests in there. I think I have gotten to a fight that I'm not interested in learning how to win. There are so many just really bad UI choices. Yeah. Like you can see all of your team's hit points at a fucking garbage level of granularity. Like twenty percent globs, <laughs> but you can only see enemy hit points when you have the mouse over them.
1: Wait, no, you can see your all of your hit points as a. You can
0: see all of yours, but you can only see the enemy's hit points when you are mousing over the specific enemy.
1: Well, no, but I'm not talking about the the globule things. I'm talking about the the portraits, right? Like, sure, but I think that's that's. G- meant giving, to be a, giving, an, an example of, like, not actually knowing how injured somebody
0: is. Right, which is extremely realistic and not at all fun. Because if you want that information, just pause and mouse over everything. Or you could just have it fucking float there on the screen so that I can see it. Like, mm-hmm. I man, I don't know. I had a, I, like, I had such a hard time with the combat. I actively avoided choosing active skills for my party members Hmm. because i didn't want to have to like pause and deal with all the mousing around that it took to issue orders to them
1: combat does take a lot of time
0: when you start getting more
1: and more skills
0: And I can't even imagine trying to play it on a harder difficulty. Like, I can imagine, I can imagine how someone would be good at that. Like, all right, I need to really pay attention to where all these guys are. Like, I need to spend 90% of my time in combat paused selecting actions. I never really learned how to queue up a thing. The thing that I wanted to do all the time was to take Durance, move him where I put him in the fucking formation thing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. As opposed to where he runs to when combat starts, which is like the ranged distance or whatever, and cast his fucking AoE heal, right? But what that required was pausing, telling him to move, unpausing until he moved and hope that nothing else bad happened while it was unpaused, and then clicking him again and executing the AoE heal.
1: You can queue up actions by hitting shift.
0: Okay. Okay. A that, hold, I down didn't shift. I guess I didn't figure that out. <laughs> it
1: was that was I did not learn that until a tooltip seven or eight hours into the game or something. Okay. Like that, <laughs> like. So
3: yeah, I, I think this game is for people who played Baldur's Gate specifically. Yeah. I and those people are people who are good at that game because they spent a hundred hours on it. Yeah. So
1: I I desperately wanted to be able to do more stuff with the keyboard. Yep. Like, I was playing a ranger, and I, there's just no way to select your pet with the keyboard at all, which is super frustrating.
0: You can't, like, hit the key for you twice? Nope. I tried so many uh, things.
1: It just doesn't... It's not possible.
0: You try long-pressing the key for you? It uh, it never occurred to me to try to play a pet class. Well, right. You, you just tried just, like, typing in more, the
2: pet's name. I didn't. I did not try
0: typing in <laughs> the pet's name. I, um, I, I rebound... I rebound Tilda
3: to select all. Select all your dudes. Oh, that's yeah. fu- that's a good
0: idea. I've I've just been I've I've
1: kept it on delete, which is dumb. But I should I should just do Tilda. You,
3: you're accidentally deleting all your dudes all the time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> accidentally.
2: deleting
0: it was like it was like Swinton.
3: Backspace <laughs> on the it was backspace
0: on the PC. Yeah, d- delete. I I that's learned by really looking at the fucking key bindings, which that should not be the way that you like. Something that's that important. I mean, maybe it's not that important. Maybe you're not generally supposed to be issuing orders to all your dudes at once because you don't want them to primarily just be auto-attacking the way that I do. <laughs> like, um. you know, I mean, you're just sort of refusing to engage with a lot of the systems if you do that. But, like, I don't know, man. I it, If this were just a turn-based tactical RPG, I think I would really like it. Like, I got super fucking into Wasteland 2. And this actually makes me look forward to Tides of Numenera less, hmm. because it's one of these and not another like Shadowrun Returns or Wasteland Two. Like, I mean, I think I want something with the systemic depth that this has, but with the overall structure of Wasteland Two, right? Because like basically Wasteland Two, y- you get a choice to make when you are like controlling each of your dudes and that choice is like move or shoot if that choice was like move or shoot or cast one of 40 spells i would be pretty excited about that but you don't seem to be able to get that except in this like chaotic mess that is the real-time combat
1: comparing this game to skyrim for a minute like they're both games that take place in sort of richly developed fantasy worlds but in Skyrim, I didn't feel like I was ever sort of just drowning in details about the world. I could sort of uncover things at my own pace. Because well, all that was Skyrim, in the books.
3: Yeah, Skyrim had all that stuff. Yeah, but it but it, it was
1: it was not beating you over the
3: head. With it wasn't it. front and center. Like the the character creator didn't have like a bunch of prompts to read lore about mm, all. Right no it had like one
0: paragraph about each race and that was it yeah Yeah.
1: and you know granted you don't have to have a like you're not controlling a party in skyrim so there's there's already just less complexity or whatever but
0: you i mean i think that is actually the most important thing about one of these games is having a party yeah no is is that if the if if this game were a game where you had one guy and you were doing all of the same stuff and you still had a million abilities that you could use, yeah. Then I think I would be way way more into it. You should maybe play Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: That's that's but that's not what Diablo is, right? Yeah, I guess Diablo only has like eight abilities.
0: I mean, but, it's also, also but it's also also time like, combat and yeah, it's like quick to move, the like... fights are designed
3: to be just trivially winnable. Yeah. Uh, regarding um, information pacing, this was actually when I when I stopped playing Morrowind was when I I walked into a town and I talked to a guard and I started going through the dialogue tree and it was just endless because I could ask the guard about everything in the world oh god! in the same way that you can like ask a person in real life about like <laughs> you could hypothetically Name? have a conversation Job? about every possible thing it like any any information about the world and I, I'm pretty sure that like this would be the case for any NPC where they yeah w- the, the dialogue in Morrowind is like
0: procedural to a fault
3: right and It was just overwhelming, in part because I was, like, approaching it like an adventure game dialogue tree where you're supposed to exhaust everything. Right. Um, This
0: game, I feel like, is pretty good about that. Like, the conversations were pretty succinct. The problem that I had (sighs) with NPC interactions in this game was that there are 500 dudes in this town, and 495 of them, when you mouse over them, it says commoner and five of them are like plot important named npc well
3: how well do you remember the intro to the game the reason i ask is that like um i as soon as the 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 starting conversation ended i was like looking around at all these npcs and like okay is it expecting me to get to know all these people and i i got the impression without ever having clicked on any of them that you could have a Conversation about every one of them.
0: No, ninety-five no, okay. percent of NPCs. When you click on them, it just pops up a single line of dialogue over their head. Okay, okay. Like they're not.
1: I'd say ninety percent of that is that's ninety percent true. Then the five percent that actually have conversations, and then there's the five percent that like, here, are, let me see your past lives. <laughs> those are okay.
0: Kickstarter. Those are Kickstarter rewards. Huh. Those are Kickstarter rewards. Yes, oh, the so- guys with gold. The guys with gold names are people who pledged to the Kickstarter at a level that they got to name an NPC and prompt a like two or three paragraph backstory for them to write for them. Oh, I had no idea. So that is totally not important and complete horseshit. (laughs) Except it is actually, it is actually written by the writers of the game. I didn't know this until I I listened to the Creighton Crowbar guys talk about it. They are very much framed to someone who doesn't know anything about Kickstarter or or knows this, like it's a thing that maybe you're supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. No shit.
1: I've been reading all of them. And they're like no, they're but interesting. They're, they're, but they're just they're just extra writing,
0: right? Like they're just somebody. I have like been reading the, almost the, all of the writing in the game, and there's a lot of it. The fucking
1: tombstones. I haven't seen any tombstones. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. You start to you you, you only find one in the real early game, and you it's just like it has this little tombstone icon that pops up in the kind of circle like a stairs icon does. Okay. And you click on it, and then it's just a list of like 15 stupid names. And then you click on it, and it's a list of 50 stupid gravestone jokes that were written by Kickstarter backers. Oh, wow. Um, and fuck that. Like Wait, all on I, one tombstone? Yes. <laughs> what? Because, because, I fi- here, here's, here's my impression of what happened. They were like, hey, we should kickstart a video game, and at the whatever number of dollars level, we should let you put a gravestone. Maybe we'll get a hundred of those. Oh, fuck, we have 40,000 of them that we have to cram in here. So I guess, I guess everything is just a Holocaust site.
3: <laughs> so they couldn't have, like, set a programmer aside to say, okay, you're making the procedural gravestone room With all the gravestones in it.
0: So there was like there is like like a catacombs once you get to Defiance Bay, which there are areas of that that are like there's like eight or ten little crypt rooms just housing mausoleum walls that you can click on to get another 50 Kickstarter graves out of it. That was, it caught some flack because there was some, like, somebody wrote a limerick about a, uh, like, here lies such and such who killed himself after he slept with a prostitute. Then it turns out the prostitute was a man. Like.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like when the KKK adopts a stretch of highway, like, what the (laughs) fuck are you going to do? Like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I think that's a non-story, but really the story is they kickstarted this game and so this game just has the like i feel like there's going to be this brief period of video game history that has this laughable stink of kickstarter on it (laughs) well i mean like
1: the the game having an actual like maybe this didn't happen for you the game starts with a big banner that says this game was made possible by seventy-seven thousand kickstarter backers yep okay so i wasn't sure if that was just because i was a backer and so my game had a different splash screen than anybody else or whatever
0: no no no. it's it's weird i don't know how you were supposed to know this but that is what those gold guys are yeah wow
1: okay they are not they are not
0: not plot relevant npcs at all they are just backers at a certain level i think maybe got to name a guy and then got to work with the i mean because
1: you never can talk to them so it 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 was becoming clear to me that that nothing was at, happening at, the, with at,
0: them? at most they were just like little backstory vehicles yeah but they're only like vehicles for their own backstory right it's not like well it's not even really their own backstory. it's like the world
1: it's a previous life
0: backstory so it's yeah like, it's like the story of that story of a death yeah huh. um and it like i know that people deride blizzard for dumbing down rpgs but Jesus Christ, I would appreciate if named NPCs just had their names floating over them so that you could tell who the important people were. Like, because it's not interesting to go into a town and then mouse over everyone to see if they have a real name. It's not like there's not some verisimilitude
3: that's being preserved yeah, that's, there. That's yeah. not more realistic.
0: Or if yeah. they,
2: if like the the named character sprites had a different color shirt or something.
0: Yeah, or even if they just, like, it when you got near them, they yelled at you, hey, I have a quest. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, maybe if there was just, like, an exclamation point that floated above their head. Right. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that because, as it is, I would rather just read a fact which doesn't exist because the modern internet is bullshit and... I'm too old for YouTube.
2: <laughs> well, maybe, and because people can... can't write facts in the same week that the game came out. <laughs> maybe you could Try design
3: again. a spell that when you cast it, told you who the nearby important people were.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> detect, plot. Yeah, detect, detect plot, plot relevant yeah.
3: NPC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds really useful.
0: So I'm sure there's a lot of... Like, it it did not feel particularly open to me.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel like that either.
0: Like there were a bunch of side quests, but I kind of felt like I had to do them all if I was going to be high enough level to and uh, something else that I sort of wrote down. And there's there's like some discussion of this in the in the official forums, but I also don't feel like it would harm my enjoyment of the game if monsters had a level. What do you mean? Right. Like if you, when you get into combat with a thing, you have no idea. Oh yeah. Whether it's going to one hit you or whether you're going to one hit it. Like just no way of knowing. Yeah. The it, way th- it could be yeah. anything. And I don't think that's fun. Right. I mean, that, because this isn't, this isn't like dark if there was- souls, right. This isn't a game with a player skill ceiling. I guess it is right because of the tactical depth of the combat system it's, but, but it's this is very much a game yeah. about
3: avatar skill yeah and if if there was a way to like by eyeballing it like that monster looks tough but i mean right RPGs and that's what they never like, have that they never and, have like well a,
0: but they do like con like muds have con
3: right no no i mean they have a way like they have numbers but what i'm talking about is like if there was a way to just by looking at the character model
1: I mean there's uh, I spiderlings versus spiders versus the giant
3: you know spider queen sure sure and that I'm sure yeah. that works to some extent but like for the most part in in any RPG I've played any given model is reused across the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of, well of and I mean partly that's because
0: you know if if you want to tell a story at a certain point you got to fight a guy
1: <laughs> right yep.
0: and a guy who is just like joe small town bandit leader is the same as a guy who is jack all-powerful necromancer over right but
3: in, in real life you can like eyeball somebody and get a sense of like right yeah
0: but that is but that is what the idea of conning a monster in an rpg is right sure, sure. and even
3: like in everquest which was what, is, what does con stand for is that a is it short i consider for something? yeah I've, oh, okay
2: i've never heard that term before
0: I, I'm almost certain that it's just a mud shortening of consider. That makes sense. Um and it and I think it it began as in like the sort of Daiku mud tradition as this thing is way weaker than you, this thing is way stronger than you, this thing is approximately your level. Right. And that's it. Right? I mean it's like whether monsters are red, yellow, green, or gray in WoW is just them doing that for you yep. behind the scenes. Also it just has a number on it. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm I am curious what this game will look like 2 months from now.
0: Why do you say that? Do you, do you think they will patch in? I don't know. I'm I, I kind of don't expect them to. I think they will fix the bugs that man, there's that bug that probably affected me but I didn't notice because the systems are so complex that I couldn't tell when they were fucked up. Oh yeah. If you double click on an item to equip it, it permanently strips all of your
3: racial and class
0: bonuses. Whoa. (laughs) 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 You have to
2: get super naked before you can put that on.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about, they were hoping to fix it in a way that retroactively gives you back the buffs. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, as a, programmer you can understand how something like that would happen sure yeah but and you can understand how something like that would get introduced late because like oh that's just like a weird ui convenience thing that you hack in at the last minute
3: yeah well shit qa could just miss it because it is hard to notice yep
0: and it's like in things that you've probably stopped paying a lot of attention to yeah by the time you get to that point of development like yeah I felt bad for them reading yeah. about that. So, I think they'll fix a lot of bugs. I don't I don't think that they will. I mean, I I think that they they and a lot of the players who are really into this like take pride in the things that make it obtuse. And that's fine. That's that's like a perfectly reasonable way to be. They they
1: could add a lot more key bindings and I think it would go a long way to
0: being more pleasant. You know something that I that this game made me really appreciate in retrospect was Mass Effect 2 and 3. <laughs> the way that that combat works, it is it is real time because it's just shooter combat, right, with RPG mechanics thrown on top of it, but you have hotkeys, two of them are your abilities, two of them are your first partner's abilities and two of them are your third partner's abilities. And there are other ways to like tell those guys where to go or whatever, but mostly you just have like three guys that you can cast spells from wherever they're standing.
3: Yeah, well, and even maybe even more important in Mass Effect, you could turn down the difficulty enough that so that you could basically never lose combat. Yeah. If you don't care about that stuff, because the writing really is the good part.
0: Yeah, and this I feel like the poking around and the, you know, the talking to dudes, which is the writing, but, but you know, I like engaging the combat systems, even if I don't like participating in them on the sort of bleeding edge of difficulty, even if I'm not interested in that particular kind of challenge. I don't want it to just be a cakewalk because I want finding a cool sword. To have some meaning. Sure. To have some yeah. meaning. Yep. Yeah. Like, just enough. I want it to have just enough meaning. I'm not I'm not trying to, like, kid myself into thinking that I'm good at the game, because I don't care whether I'm good at the game or not. I want to open chests and see what's inside them. <laughs> you know, that's primarily what I want to do in an RPG. And this, this lets you do a lot of that, and I just... I almost wish that there was, like, an even easier mode so that I could just play the game... As one guy.
3: Oh, like no party? Yeah. Oh, easier. Like they tune the combat down so that you don't, you can ignore your party members. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that to me is the, is the version of this game that I would play to completion. And it's like, I, you know, I find the idea of, of those, like sort of solo runs really appealing it, until I start reading about, like, what you have to do, which is, like, ah, combat's just super fucking tedious.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. So, notably, Sunless Sea also does the thing where um, there are things that happen mechanically, but also there are just twine things that pop up. Yeah. I think that sort of thing is, is becoming... If it wasn't already, it's becoming acceptable.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. I want my... I mean, FTL does it, right? Sure, yeah. Like, all of the special encounters that aren't combats are those just little dialogue things. Yep. Quasi-systemic. Blue things mean some special ability you have is giving you an edge here. Like, it's great.
1: Right. What, uh, what's going to be our next assignment, Zach.
0: I uh, I thought that it would be fun for us to play Zach McCracken and the alien mind benders. Um, okay. Cool. I'm not going to have a ton of time. So I wanted to do something that can be played in a few hours as opposed to like a lifestyle game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I played an amount of this game as a kid and I really liked it because it seemed really sprawling and it seemed like a game that wasn't really putting a lot of, roadblock puzzles in your way. Um and I'm curious as to how that'll how I up. would feel approaching it as a non child. Yeah. And uh you guys you guys seem kind of excited about it. It recently was released on Good Old Games for four
3: dollars or something. Was so, that LucasArts? Uh, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like a year after Maniac Mansion. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that's what we are doing. Um, sounds good. Do you guys want to do a listeners mail or two? Well, let's do some of those. We so rarely do them. Next time we should just do listeners mail first. Okay. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm seriously about that because we're not going to skip Solves the assignment because we're out of time. We could. Oh man, Riff, I thought about you the other day. We went to uh we went to this restaurant slash bar that has opened in the sort of college town area around ASU uh, called Endgame, which is basically just like this video game nerd opened a bar. Huh. Um, and we, we were talking to them about uh, having them be like some sort of like quasi-official after party for ZapCon. ZapCon! Mesa, Arizona Convention Center. April 18th and 19th, 2015. Come play all of the video games and all of the pinball machines. Um, but they it's sort of laid out like a sports bar, except they're playing Salty Bet on all the screens. Nice! <laughs> that's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So I was always I thinking to,
2: that if I if if I decided for some weird reason to open a bar, that was totally what I would do.
3: Uh, for the, for writes, the listeners, uh what is Salty Bet? Oh a, sorry, Salty Bet cool is that thing. weird.
0: It is a weird fighting game where you program where people can program their own characters yeah i've and forgotten right. the and name which, of it as a result basically there just are like of- that are stolen from other fighting games so it becomes every fighting game all at the same time yeah and there are like tens AI, of thousands
3: of fan-made characters like there's probably a hundred links
0: and an ai plays fights between them and a twitch chat room bets on them
3: <laughs> right <laughs> basically yes um so hopefully so yeah, there's just- like betting happening at the bar too
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know you can, you, can check out, yeah. you can check out games and stuff, and it's they have they have a burger guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's cool. Go, go there if you live in Arizona. Uh, uh, end game in Tempe. Um, F writes, I've been listening to you guys for years, and I've enjoyed 99% of it. Try not to take this the wrong way, but adding Jim has up my enjoyment level to 99.9%. Find that missing 0.1%, and I'll go to Viking Nirvana.
3: Wow. Whoops. Thanks,
0: dude. I'm well, worth 09 percent of the enjoyment. Yeah, you're, you're one one hundredth as uh,
3: as cool as us. Apparently, as the three of you together.
1: So if we Archic- take so here's a question though. If you take if you take a gem away, we're back down to ninety-nine percent. If you take another person away, are you down to hmm, I ninety mean, percent?
3: Probably. And if it's just that's, one that's, person, what does like it go down, down to? 9%? Zero? Yeah, nine percent. Yeah, just zero percent, right? Yeah.
0: Our Chicken says, an arcade bar opened near me recently with neat cabinets of games like Robotron, Smash TV, Tron. Zack said he got really good at Robotron. How do you recommend getting good at these games? Play lots? Read something online? I would not say that I am really good at Robotron. I would say that I'm kind of good at Robotron. Um, you can play a lot I, of like, I got of third place in a Robotron tournament. So <laughs> There are a lot of guys that are really good at it. But yeah, you just have to play it all. I mean, the way that I got good at Robotron was by just playing hundred and fifty hours of the binding of Isaac.
3: <laughs> right. So you could try that. Yeah. You, you, you play it and there there's, I bet reading a Robotron strategy guide would help a lot because there oh, are yeah. some enemies that are just really unintuitive.
0: Yeah. And like knowing that the more like every family member you pick up is worth a thousand points more than the previous one that you uh, picked up on a up given on level. Life, yeah. Yeah. That is, that is where all of the points come from. Yep. And Robotron is crazy generous with extra lives. So like score is survivability. Right. In addition to score, like, yeah. And it's like, I think that it's really just that Robotron was so impenetrable when you were paying a quarter to lose in 10 seconds. Right. That I, as a kid just wasn't interested in the value proposition of trying to get good at it, but being able to play it without paying for it.
3: Yeah, you go to presumably ZapCon or you go to California Extreme and one of those machines on free play. Right. You sit there for <laughs> half an hour, you're going to get much better at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Or, you know, I mean, you can also play it on MAME. MAME, I think, still has a problem, like an emulation problem that makes it way harder than the actual arcade cabinet. Well,
1: then mm. it'll be like a cakewalk when you go back to the arcade cabinet.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah, you'll win all the tournaments. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I still don't understand. I feel like I should actually dig into the code. I'm really curious, like, what could the emulation problem be that would cause it to actually be be harder?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Robotron is weird because... Part of what makes it hard is just the amount of noise that it chooses to put on the screen.
3: Right, yeah. Just visual noise. Which and is it's interesting, kind of, especially given the era when, like, updating a pixel is a cost.
0: Yeah, and it almost feels like a lot of that was just an accident right. too. you yeah. know? Because it doesn't look good. It just looks noisy. <laughs> right. Whereas, like, with Geometry Wars, it looks good, but it's also hella noisy. Yep. <laughs> it makes it really difficult to be any good at that game um all right beef says not a question regarding video games hot dog 189 jim is right that manic minor is hugely frustrating and bullshit but bruce lee for the spectrum kicks ass and he should play it okay I mean, bruce lee kicks ass everywhere right regardless
2: of platform yeah it's sort of his job
0: man have you guys seen that clip of just him and chuck norris just like cracking their knuckles at each other for like an hour <laughs> <No>. <laughs> shiggy says Speaking of choose your adventure games, did you guys ever hear of Radical Dreamers? More of a visual novel, but Riff might be especially interested. It's a side story set after Chrono Trigger that Square made in 1996. Keep up huh. the good work.
3: I'll have to yeah, I remember hearing up. about that. I remember reading about the the unlocalized sequel to Chrono Trigger that never came to America, and then finding out much later it was all text. Yeah. But the music was apparently just as good, so I spent a lot of time listening to the soundtrack. Kai says, "Thanks for extra ah, thanks for the Extra Solar
0: recommendation. It's really great. Yeah, anybody listening who hasn't played Extra Solar, you should yep. totally play Extra Solar because it's fucking cool. I I actually eventually decided cuz I
2: was continuing to log on to it and and play my turns or whatever you want to call them. So I went ahead and paid them and I'm still playing it."
1: Yep. Me too. I've mapped the entire island at this point. And now I'm just getting detail shots of stuff. I got some cool life life uh, photographs, like uh, creatures in their habitats and stuff. Nice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Kevin called me over to his computer to show me a picture of a – what was it, a razorback? Yeah. Uh, like the, the the razorback that was just – I think that's the, the NPC – I don't know if that's a weird word for it. That's the animal that – um. That stalks you at night. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can never really get a good look at it because um, it's, it's always keeping its distance. But apparently, it also goes to sleep sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. So
1: I was like right next to one.
0: Uh, let's see. Goff Suppressant says, In episode 92, you ask anyone listening in 2015 to tell you how YagX's old-school RuneScape project went. It's still running and has regular community-voted content updates. Also, City Skyline is everything you hoped SimCity 2013 would be. You know, I played a bunch of City Skylines, l- like, a couple weeks ago when everybody else was playing it, and I got bored with it really, really fast. Hmm. And I, yeah, like, I, I, I think it's, it's, uh, Not necessarily for me, but that's not really what I meant about the old school RuneScape project. So I really enjoyed SimCity 2000, and this is like a modernization of SimCity 2000, but like, I think I had more patience then. Sure, yeah. You know, this feels like a lot of like, do this thing and then set it to the maximum possible speed and walk away for an hour and then come back when it has unlocked a bunch of new things for you to build. Because it's really aggressively gated. Interesting. By your population, as opposed to just by money, Um, which I'm sure makes for a better game the first time.
3: I have a friend who's do who I don't think he's doing them anymore, but for a while he was doing Cities in Motion speedruns. So maybe that (laughs) that's a weird idea, right? Um,
1: What is the end? goal of a run.
3: Well, the each each scenario has a oh, a, a different goal. I see. Uh Cities in Motion is the the predecessor to City Skylines and um that name makes it much clearer that these guys are obsessed with how traffic works. Yeah. Like that's really what the game is about more than like cities in general. Yep.
0: I also something that I find really, really, really off-putting about city Skylines is that when you zone Industrial and they build like 10 buildings like four of them are Frank's fish stick factory. (laughs) And there's no, there's nothing about the model. There are more there are more 3D models of buildings than there are names that it picks for the buildings which is just like yeah, they don't. They
3: couldn't God pay a writer to like, write more we, names.
0: We could have spent an hour, and you would have ten times as many of these.
3: I bet. And, I bet this game is super moddable. I oh, bet it, is. Could, it yeah. is.
0: It is. It is super But I moddable. bet the, I mean, that's the,
3: the factory names are all hard-coded strings in the executable. You can't change those. I doubt if that's true. Yeah, me too. You me can too. change the models and everything.
0: I mean, so yeah, we could release a mod. You know, maybe we should. Maybe we just release a mod for this, which is just a hundred thousand new names, <laughs> right? That that we generated, you know, using using KOLs text generation tools for for various things.
1: Spoiler: KOLs written by robots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so it, this guy also said that in in, in 92, in, in episode 92, I asked anyone listening in 2015 to tell me how it went when Yagex did a, hey, we're giving the assholes on the forums what they want. We're setting up an old school RuneScape server that is exactly the way the game is, was five years ago before we ruined everything. And I said, yeah, let me know how that goes. And this doesn't really answer that question. Like, it's still running. It's still running, yeah. Because they wouldn't have set it up if it was going to require any effort on their part. Um, And it still has regular community voted content updates. I don't know what that means when it was the result of the community asking that nothing ever change <laughs> in the first place, but like community voted stays the sames.
3: <laughs> yeah. They all vote on which is going to stay the most same.
0: So <laughs> I, I mean, I would like, I don't think I can actually get the answer to the question. You want like an I, in-depth report from an insider? I want, yeah. I
3: mean, I just want to know like, yeah, like, like what we get from Eve online occasionally. Right.
0: Yeah, like, I want an embedded journalist to let me know, like, no, it turns out, like, this thing that people said that they really wanted, they didn't actually want, or this thing that people said that they wanted, they love it, and the old school RuneScape server has a 100 times as many players as the new one after 10 years of them ruining this product. Right. Like, it's, uh, I always want to know whether forum assholes... Actually, put their money where their mouth is, yeah, or if they are, as I suspect, and like that nice old hippie who's in charge of EA, um, says they actually sort of put their money where their asshole is. If that's if your asshole can be considered to be the opposite of your mouth, (laughs) Um, I've
3: never heard that expression, that's
0: uh, sounds useful. Well, sure. Uh, Do you know that hippie that I'm talking about? No. He's one of he is one of the guys that was like one of the original EA employees. And I don't remember his name, Uh, but he is he seems like just a super fucking cool guy. But he is one of like the top handful of guys at EA. But if you see him talk, it's like, man, I like this guy. I trust this guy. I like all the things this guy's saying because he just like is a cool old hippie. Um, But he was basically talking about like. How at like at EA, they're like, yeah, basically the right thing to do about people bitching about stuff on the forums is to completely ignore them. Yeah, that makes sense. And well, that's born out. That's borne out by literally everything. Like well, metrics, it, your own feelings of self-worth. Like yeah, everything.
3: Yeah. Well, especially at the scale EA does things at. Um but the scale RuneScape does things at might be different. Yeah, and that's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, cuz the scale be like surprised the, if like EA, there are 500 people who are really happy on that server.
0: Sure, but do those people do those 500 people generate enough money to pay one guy oh, to yeah, run that server? Yeah. I really doubt it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like whereas EA is a company that is 10 size, 10 times the size of RuneScape, RuneScape is a company that does Basically, exactly the same thing that my company does, but at 10 times the scale of my company.
3: Yep. And so... That would be really useful data for you, Yeah, personally. I'm
0: really interested in what happens there. I'm really interested in things about RuneScape. Not enough to play it, because I think it's bad. <laughs> um, But it's not bad. It's just not the kind of thing that I want to play. I think it might actually be bad. It's in its engagement profile is not aligned to the ways in which I enjoy video games.
3: Sure, yeah, it is. It is hella grindy. Like, like I, I, I'm betting that there are a ton of free MMOs that are way better than RuneScape. I think it might actually just be bad nowadays. But they're not as popular, right? And so, are they not? Oh, no, RuneScape is still
0: super popular. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. I never hear about it. Man 27 writes, I hear a lot of people talking about game jams. Can you speak to what tools are typically used to make games in the short period of times that these jams require? I recently started working in Unity on a hobby project, and despite seven-plus years of programming experience, it's taking a very long time to implement even minimal functionality. Will this get faster as I gain more experience, or are there better development environments
3: for creating jam-style games? Sincerely, Joe. Jim, i seen tagging you in. I've seen people make games very quickly in Unity. Um, I'm not there myself, but that's because I'm doing things the hard way. Um, what is the hard way? The hard way is I write code and unity runs it as opposed to using the editor properly. I see. Like, yeah, I feel like
0: you, you can sit down in unity and I've done this. You can just make an environment that you can run around in using WASD and mouse and see stuff and run up hills and jump off of shit.
3: Yeah, you don't even need... Use, like, no code at all. No, right? exactly, no code. Um, like, you
0: just drag first-person controller into the scene, and then you use some, like, Godus tools to adjust <laughs> the ground plane. Right. And then drag some trees from the asset store in, and then you've got a spooky tree
3: game. And more generally, like, the right tools for a game jam are the tools you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get better, like at unity.
1: Hammer, what's up? A hammer and some it, pliers. Yeah,
3: you'll want to be making like a, furni- you, wanna a like furniture. You want to do a furniture jam. jam. Yeah, if you're a if you're a yeah. shaker
0: entering a game jam, <laughs> you're gonna want to make a chair based game. Right? <laughs> it's
1: a game about sitting really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah if you are, if you are, like, say, a uh, San Francisco uh, municipal transit employee, you're probably going to want to make a game using the cockpit controls of a Muni train. <laughs> <laughs> the game is "Don't Hit anybody today." <laughs> if I if I were doing a game jam game, I would do that game in PHP and MySQL, and it would be a game that was online for no reason.
3: <laughs> for instance. Well, the reason can, is that... He, the reason
0: is that I can work very, very quickly in these tools that I've been working with every day for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And that that is the thing that I am capable of quickly generating a complete experience in, which I think for you, Jim, for many, many years, that was Flash.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it still is. That's still what you do a game jam in?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you recently did a game jam in Unity, and I, I feel like it was... You made way less of a game than you could have because you were doing things like make a thing you can click on that does a thing and display some text.
3: Yeah, that which is not what Unity is good at at all. Yeah. Yeah. Unity is really good at, like, making 3D shit. Yep. That's what you want to be doing. You want to be making, a like, a... Uh, like a ideally, like, a physics-driven 3D game because it's got a pretty complicated physics engine in there and if you're not using the physics engine, then you're doing extra work.
0: Yeah. Everything you're simulating that couldn't more readily be simulated with a fairly reasonable approximation of the real world (laughs) is just you doing a bunch of extra work. Yep. Well guys, that was a pretty fun listeners mail segment and that was a pretty fun episode of Mm -hmm. video games hot dog. I think if somebody wanted to send a, send us a listeners mail question, Kevin, how would they do it?
1: Uh, the best way would be to go, to go to our website, videogameshotdog.com.
0: In fact, maybe that's the only way worth listing. <laughs> the end. If somebody wanted to talk to us directly or find us on the internet, how would they do that, Kevin?
1: Uh, they could tweet us at VGHotDog. They could email us at VGHotDog at gmail.com. No, I meant
0: us individually, like you're at Puzzle Theory. Oh,
1: that's true. I am.
0: So uh, I'll, say, I'll say what you are okay. on Twitter and then you say what Riff is. Riff is at Rifflesby. Riff, you say what Jim is.
2: Uh, Jim is at Mogwai Poet. I forget if there's an underscore.
3: There is an underscore. underscore. Okay, Jim. Uh, Do you know my Twitter handle? uh, At Zap Jackson.
0: Nice! We all passed, guys. Good. But here, next week, we're gonna do it in another configuration. (laughs) So, in
3: order to study for that, it is vitally important that we all know
0: everybody. Yeah. (laughs) You can just you can just tattoo it on your wrist. We're gonna ask like you to Oh, okay.
3: We're gonna ask you to roll up your sleeves to make sure you're not cheating.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number one ninety two of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, keep your nose on the bed and keep knocking over the air conditioner. Yeah, till next week.
1: Have a great week, everybody.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be real lumpy. (laughs)